0: Hey there, this is your Podmaster Logan. Uh, I'm sitting here today with my copy of Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. And I'm going to kind of thumb through it here and see kind of what excites me and what I plan to really pull from this book to try and implement into my games and give a you know little overview of what you can kind of expect here when we do our deeper dive in the next episode. So let's just dive right into it. I usually like to start here just looking at the table of contents to get a feel for what generally is going to be in the book and then after that I'm a very visual person so I get very attracted to all the beautiful art and that's kind of what draws my attention into a lot of the things that I end up really diving deeper into. So just kind of thumbing through here looks like we've got chapter one is all about character creation. You know, Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft, there's very much a theme here of horror that you'll see throughout the book. So the first page here is Haunted Heroes, followed by Lineages, where it looks like we have three new playable races here in Dampyr, Hexblood, and Reborn. Dampyr looks like, as I'm kind of thumbing to the page here, of Vampire Spawn, which is cool that they're giving a little bit more of a streamlined way to play a vampire character. Hexblood is the spawn of hags or descendant of hags, which I think is really, really cool. There's some really cool artwork here on page 19 of a bunch of looks like Hexbloods who are all different colors and uh, they're all sitting around a fire doing some cooking, probably talking about some magic and they all have different Headpieces that it looks like they're wearing so Hexblood Adventures that Definitely seems like a character that I'd want to make Definitely gonna dive into that one a little deeper. I think that one sounds like the cool The coolest race in my opinion here and then reborn is the last one here So a little bit of a twist on zombies. That sounds like it could definitely bring some interesting tropes here Tell me through the next section here. We have dark gifts and dark bargains. That sounds super interesting. Kind of a fun way to give a little bit of depth and some drive to your character as well if they've entered into some kind of bargain with a dark entity uh, it looks like there's some cool tables to kind of help flesh out what these bargains are with a lot of different types of bargains depending on what entity you're talking with here so that looks really really cool um, definitely something that I'd like to look into more. Subclass options here. We have a Bard College of Spirits. This definitely looks intriguing. I think bards are, are a really interesting class. There's some really cool artwork here. But Just kind of thumbing through. Another Warlock class option for the undead. There's... That's an interesting one. Definitely fits the theme here. And then backgrounds. So I think backgrounds are definitely a fun thing to do. and Especially if you're running a horror-themed campaign definitely can play a really big really intriguing part of character creation here with some of the ones being haunted ones and investigators, investigator uh, that's a, a beautiful table for horror trinkets we have you know a nice d100 table so lots of really cool character options here um moving on here chapter two we have creating domains of dread so Kind of jumping around here too because domains of dread. I think there are some pre-made ones in here as well. Yeah, that's gonna be chapter three, domains of Ravenloft, which is similar. So this is really cool. They're giving a lot of information and resources for homebrewing. So you want to create your own domain of dread that you can drop into your campaign wherever you see fit. A lot of info here about it looks like creating creating bad guys, developing a dark or creating a Dark Lord, which definitely I'm going to need to take a deep dive into because I struggle with creating big bad evil guys for my campaigns and having them be meaningful and impactful. But this seems like it's it's definitely going to be helpful for that. A couple tables for monstrous transformations, fatal flaws, that seems all really cool. And then it looks like creating, creating the domain in which the Dark Lord lives. So talking about a bunch of reasons of, you know, why they're there, how they're there, what else is going on, monsters, misty borders, looks like different, they're helping you, you know, create adventures in this domain that you've created, and then it looks like, oh, we're going into the genres of horror to help you, you know, flesh out kind of what, what area you want to focus on, between body, cosmic, dark fantasy, which think kind of falls into what i like to run a lot and folk horror i do like folk horror here as well ghost stories gothic horror which is right up my alley as well and then disaster occult detective stories psychological horror and slasher of So there's a lot of good information too on the different genres of horror so we have the domains of ravenloft i'm not going to dive too deep into here this looks pretty pretty thick here and it looks like that there's a fair amount of different domains here. Which are really cool. That I really do appreciate. I like how they've set it up. There's a lot of beautiful maps and artwork associated with them. Uh, the maps I think are really cool. I'm on about the third one here, and it looks like pretty much every yeah, pretty much every domain has its own individual map. Um, also kind of looking into here, it looks like each of them has their own Dark Lord with personal art, which is really cool as well. I think the structure here of how they're describing things seems seems really well laid out. Just kind of the brief overview you get, for example here, Dementlu, which is the domain of decadent delusion. Their Dark Lord is Sidra Donair. The genres for the horror here are dark fantasy and psychological horror. The hallmarks of this place are masquerades, decadent aristocracy, social decay, illusions, and imposter syndrome. And there are mist talismans. Ooh, that sounds interesting. A jeweled or feathered mask, an article of well worn fine clothing, and a shoe made of glass or gold. I definitely want to learn a little bit more about mist talismans. I don't know exactly what they are at first glance here, but that sounds interesting. That sounds fun, way to get recurring items. Um, There's a lot of domains, and again, I can't emphasize how beautiful the art is, and I'm still thumbing through. So domains definitely take up a very large chunk of this book, um, which is really cool. I think that it's a... There's a lot of interesting places that you can run. I don't know if I'd get around to doing a lot of them, unfortunately, but it's nice to have options. It looks like that there are other domains of dread here as well. Oh, there's another batch of looks like smaller detailed domains of dread so there's a lot more flexibility but should go through and count how many there are at some point but this after the detailed domains of dread that all take up you know anywhere from like two to four maybe six pages at most we're running into even more domains of dread that look like they're not as fleshed out but it could be super interesting because it offers a lot of flexibility from the DM. Um, so if you're super into homebrewing your own stuff, this that's probably where you want to look. But, I mean, as you probably know if you're into homebrewing, that you can take anything and twist it as what you want. That's definitely, I think, the most exciting part of the book for me, those domains, because I love putting a lot of time and effort into my setting and having the setting seem, you know, deep and have reasons for what's going on in the world is important. And I think that having those details of even the more detailed domains is, it's gonna be really helpful for building out that world or that area within the world. So moving on here, it looks like we have some, some travelers in the mist. Ooh, talking about some of the different groups. I recognize Vistani here. So a little bit of details into the Vistani culture. Oh, this is really cool so there's other groups as well so representatives of various organizations have their own reasons so other people can be exploring the myths and you might be able to even encounter them in multiple domains but that's really cool for some world cohesion here looks like we have some characters i like how they're giving ideal bonds and flaws as well with the characters just as a dm it helps really get into their shoes for me and we're role playing them um on to chapter four here as we're thumbing through horror adventures so this looks like okay yeah there's a little bit of talk here on preparing for horror adventures which I think is really good a lot about asking questions and discussing everything you know before you really dive into things as you're establishing boundaries and it looks like a lot of tips and tricks here on running horror games which I think is really cool for Wizards of the Coast to to implement rather than just here are a bunch of rules that you then have to navigate yourself that they're giving some some tips and tricks here as well Ooh, this one looks really cool i'll need to dive into haunted traps a little bit more as well traps are really really cool and i don't think i use them enough or i don't use them well enough as well and it looks like there's other survivors that's an interesting thing i wonder if that's character or monster but it looks like maybe sidekicks questionably it looks like you might be able to apply to sidekicks there's some stat blocks there and oh is this an adventure the house of lament oh this is yeah it's an adventure for a party of four to six first level characters okay that's really cool i appreciate that definitely gives a cool little way to get into trying out the horror genre especially a horror focused genre they included a flow chart for the adventure, which is something that I think that they should do continuing forward. I believe they did it in Rhyme of the Frost Maiden 2. But I think it's definitely helpful in preparing so that way you as a DM can understand how the flow of the adventure should relatively follow. Obviously it's not a picture perfect pattern. Uh, some battle maps here. That'd be great to blow up and actually play with some minis on some really cool artwork all the flavor text and infos of rooms as you would expect here looks like it's a little bit of a, a dungeon crawl type of adventure but that seems super interesting i might have to run that for for matt at some point um and then some of our other friends that we play with so it looks like here we're chapter five monsters of Ravenloft. Um, this one's definitely interesting I'm always looking for new monsters to put in and any other types of things. Oh, this is interesting. So there's six simple techniques that you can transform a stat block straight out of the monster manual into a horde to haunt your character's dreams. So they talk about monstrous origins, notorious monsters, describing monsters, monstrous tactics, monstrous traits, and monstrous minions as the six techniques that you can basically take normal monsters and give them a little bit of a more horror flavor. I think tactics and minions are super interesting because definitely monster tactics are something that I sometimes forget but should be very very conscious of because it really adds additional flavor and depth to your world if you understand that the monsters are relatively smart too that they're even if that they are just animals and monsters that they have this primal instinct that Hopefully will allow them to survive and because they can survive that they are probably somewhat deadly to other creatures So It looks like now here. We're in the bestiary ooh, this artwork here for the monsters is Fantastic. Oh, they've statted up a doula hand. That one's gotta go in my next campaign. Freaking love the concept of a doula hand. It looks like that they- ooh, there's mythic actions. That is an interesting cat. Uh, Grim- Grimishka? Grimishka. The Zhang Shi. Oh, I think that there are definitely some awesome monsters that you can implement. It looks like some Egyptian influence. The priests of Osebus. Oh, This the Relentless Killers. Oh, okay, so these monsters are definitely something that I'm going to have to dive into a little bit more. These seem seem so fantastic. Oh, they have Inquisitors in here as well. Unspeakable Horrors, Were-Ravens. Man, my focus here is definitely on these Domains of Dread. Looks like there's little stories for each individual one. These Dark Lords all sound fantastic. I wonder... Yeah, that's definitely where I'm going to be spending my time reading here. And... uh, Can't wait to talk to you guys and dive in a little bit deeper on the next episode as we dive deep into Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft.